You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. The Lord spoke to me about ministering to the sick years ago. And he taught me some things about the ministry of healing. I was in a vision. And they brought to me someone whose neck couldn't stand, whose head couldn't stand on his neck. So when I saw the case, I said, I was shocked because the head was just dangling like that. It couldn't stand. So I said, I, I, I don't even know what to do. Then the Lord appeared and said, come, let me show you how to heal this kind of sickness. And he told me what to do. The way you see me minister to the sick is how I was taught. And I said, do your hand like this, and do like this, and say this, and do that. And then I did exactly what he said. And the neck became straight. And the head stood straight on the neck. He said, blow on him. And I blew. That's why I blew sometimes. Now, well, that's not the important thing. After that, I used to be concerned because when I come up to minister, I will have what you call a word of knowledge. And then, in my early years, when I have the word of knowledge, I'll say, there's someone here. Maybe in those days, we have 15, 20 people in a meeting. And I say, there's someone here with so, so, and so, and so. So, there was a particular day, I was invited for a program. And um, I had a word of knowledge about someone that had an infection. A skin infection on the back. It was very specific. And I gave the word of knowledge exactly. And then I said, if you are that person, come forward. I want to pray with you. Now, um, th- there are different dimensions of how the word of knowledge comes. Sometimes it comes in a way that you, 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 you know what the case is, but you don't know how it's going to be healed. Then there are times where it comes like you know what the case is, and you know exact time the healing is going to happen. So, for that particular case, it was that precise. I knew that as I was talking, the person was going to be healed that moment. So, I said, there's someone here. You have so, so, and so, and so, and so, and so. And then nobody came out. So, I had closed the meeting. I, I, I prayed for other people. I closed the meeting and I was leaving. And a lady ran to me and said, please, I'm the one. I was afraid to come out. You know, those were formative years of my ministry. And um, I didn't understand what I understand now. At that time, I didn't think that the person would be there and not want to come out. Are you understanding me? I was thinking, maybe I didn't get it right. Are you understanding me? So when the person came out and told me, I was the one. And as you were talking, it was like, I wish I could show you what, 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 what I'm talking about. As you were talking, it was going. 
So I, I, um, I, I was bothered about. Now don't 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 judge me. I was bothered about the fact that it was said publicly. Why did she come secretly? So I was on my way going, and the Lord began to talk to me. And then he said some very clear things to me. He said, the anointing and the operation of the spirits I have placed in your life is such that whenever you teach or preach the word, even if you don't call out for healings, people will receive their healings. So, now, some of the things I'm sharing with you are not things God told me five, ten years ago, many years back. But you know what I do? I prove it out with time. So I come for meetings. I won't shout. I will stand in one spot and talk. Then I wait to hear if people got healed. And then there are other times I come and we sing. And I wait to hear if people get healed. And I began to see it was exactly how he said it. We had a broadcast Facebook Live on Tuesday. And I've been receiving testimonies. Praise God. I was not... It's Facebook. Are you understanding me? You know, and the response that we had from different people viewing... I'll just look at it. It has grown. You know? And more people are still watching even after then. And then the testimonies of people that got healed during the live broadcast. What does it tell you? That no man can do these things. Amen. It has to be by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Alright? So, um, when we have three days of revelation of our faith, you have people that are sick, just bring them for the meeting. Amen. Let's just bring them. Just bring them. Let them just be here. Just sit and be here. A pastor was not feeling well years ago. He's a friend of mine. So they called me. He's a faith minister and everything. So they called me. And I was wondering why, you know, so I got there. And he was lying down, you know, not feeling well. So he said, um, please, just pray. So I got there, I placed my hand on him. And we just began to worship this was years ago. And he started laughing. As he was laughing, he was getting stronger. And he stood up. So, I'd forgotten about that not too long ago. He now said, the first time I really understood the healing anointing was when you came to my house and I was sick. I've been praying for the sick. And you touched me. He said, I can't explain it. But something ran through my body and brought joy to me. You know me, I was listening to it because I don't lay hands on myself. Are you understanding me? So, in that slide. So, I like, listen to what he was saying. And the testimony is the same everywhere. Praise God. So, these three days of revelation and manifestation is the same thing. Listen, in meetings, what makes the power of God stronger is when people understand what to expect from the meeting. Are you with me? 
Yeah. So, I am looking forward to a great time. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know about you. Are you looking forward to a great time? Yeah. So be here. Invite your friends. Get them to participate. And get the best out of the meeting. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There's someone I'm supposed to pray for today. I, I don't even know where he is. I asked him to come today. Where are you? You show, you show, you show me an x-ray or something. You're not here. Alright. So, now, but the point is that in ministering to the sick, there are different ways we minister to the sick. You can minister to the sick by faith in the word of God. Because the word of God says you shall lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. So it becomes that. And I, I, I've ministered that way several times. Then you can minister to the sick by the word of the, the, the gifts of the Spirit, by the healing, gifts of healings. But there's such a thing as the tangible healing power. Hallelujah. Are we together? And I love that one. Praise God. I've ministered to the sick always. I've ministered to the sick with the anointing oil. Amen. I've ministered to the sick by using um, um, handkerchiefs. Every way the scripture says I've ministered to the sick. But I love that healing power. John Gillick said, Electricity is God's power in the natural. The anointing is God's power in the supernatural. I love it. Why I love it is this. In ministering to the sick, when that power is upon me, I don't have to say anything. Amen. I don't have to say in the name of Jesus, go. I don't have to say anything. I can just place my hand on that sick person and immediately God, I can't explain it. You know, the miracle starts happening under my hands. Praise God. I don't have to say anything. But I also discovered that sometimes I don't have to lay hands on people. Let them just be within the atmosphere. Are you understanding me? And the power of God can come upon them where they are. Acts chapter 10 verse 44. Acts chapter 10, verse 44. And while Peter yet speak, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard his word. Hallelujah. That means as Peter was speaking, there are some people he didn't touch. The Holy Ghost came upon them. How does that happen? Praise God. They were just within the place. This morning, when I was coming out, what was on my mind was that, what just came to my mind was, how can someone, a Christian, live without the Holy Spirit? 
Amen. How, how, how do they do it? How? How do you live without the Holy Spirit? You know, after you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the next significant thing that should happen in your life is that you should receive the Holy Spirit. From that point, you can experience the supernatural power of God. We talk about the power of God, power of God. Some people don't even know what the power of God is. You know, the always would always think that it's just somebody acting up. But I like that because until it happens to them, amen. Praise God. Until it happens to them. We were in Bielsa some years ago for a program. I remember this young man that was in our meeting. And hands were laid on him. His right arm was cold like it was in a fridge. He came out. He said, he doesn't understand what's happening to him. The next day, it was still like that. They are, those are called signs. Amen. It is for him to know that God is in that place. Am I complicating? They're signs. And these things happen when the Spirit of God is allowed to flow in a place. Whenever the, I am beckoned on to talk about the Holy Spirit... I love it. Because Christianity without the Holy Spirit is religion. The Bible calls him the Spirit of Truth. Why does he call him the Spirit of Truth? He's not saying he's the Spirit that tells the truth. No. The Bible calls the Word of God the Word of Truth. But he calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Truth. What does it mean? The word of truth is the word, the real word, the word of reality. So the spirit of truth is the one that makes spiritual things real to you. Spiritual things will never be real to you without the help of the Holy Spirit. Listen. If somebody is into... Let me use, let's use technology for example. Bluetooth. Alright? Can you see Bluetooth? <laughs> Amen. Can you tell you? No, don't worry. Just stay there. Stay there. I'll transfer the file to you. You say how? Say, so put on your Bluetooth. Let me put on mine. I'll transfer it to you. Now, if you are not aware of such a thing, it doesn't make sense to you and you even doubt it. It's not possible. But there are people that understand how it works and it is real to them. Am I communicating? So they say, I've transferred it. It's there in your phone. You say, no, it's not there. How can it be there? Where did it pass? I did not see it when it was passing to enter my phone. You say, no, but it has gone. It's in your phone now. Am I communicating? Then you check and you see the file. 
Now listen, most of what you see as technology is an attempt to copy the things of the spirits. If someone can stay from here and pass information across to a device that is there, that means that something that was typed can be transferred into a phone and from one phone transferred to another phone without contact. Do you think God cannot transfer information without contact to your spirits? Is your spirit a lesser device than a phone? So, when they see a man of God, tell them, stand up, you, and start speaking into their life. They don't understand. It's the original Bluetooth. I'm transferring things into your spirits, into your life. Then I say, as you are going, and this and this will happen, and that and that happen, that something is living and entering you. Paul said, 1 Corinthians 12, Now, concerning spiritual gifts, I will not have you ignorant. Some people are ignorant of these things. So, back to what I'm saying. How can someone be born again and you have not yet received the Holy Spirit? How could you rob yourself of that blessing? How could you deprive yourself of such a goodie? <laughs> Amen. How? Now, if you're not born again, you should get born again. If you're born again, receive the Holy Spirit. And if you had received the Holy Spirit and you've not been in touch with Him, get acquainted again. Amen. Are we together? Speaking in tongues is not a child's play. It's not a joke. Speaking in tongues is a blessing. It is God's improvement plan for you. That uh, you are here. You want to improve your life. Go ahead. Improve it. You go up in life. Amen. It's God's improvement plan. It means that as you start speaking in tongues, according to Jude 120, He said, But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, Praying in the Holy Ghost. Give me the amplified version of that scripture. Let me read it to you. Because it talks about, it says, you will rise like an edifice. Amen. Look at, look at it. But you, beloved, build up yourself, build yourselves up. Founded on your most holy faith. Look at it. Make progress. Everybody say, make progress. Say, make progress. Rise like an edifice. How? Higher and higher. Praying in the Holy Spirit. How could you deprive yourself of such a blessing. Amen. Are we together? Say, eh, 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 this Holy Ghost thing, eh, eh, I don't think I want it. No, you don't know what it is. If you know what it is, you will want it. You will want it. <laughs> Praise God. Now, Paul was asking in Acts chapter 19, King James, please, verse 2. He said, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? 
Then they said, we've not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Uh huh. That means after believing, you are supposed to receive the Holy Spirit. Now let me explain something. What you receive is not tongues. What you receive is a person called the Holy Spirit. He gives you the ability to speak in tongues. Are you listening to me? You didn't hear me well. What you receive is not tongues. What you receive is the Holy Spirit. But He gives you the ability to speak in tongues. And that's not the only ability you have. There are many other abilities. But that is the ability that breaks you into all the other abilities. Are we together? So, if you're born again, you need to receive the Holy Spirit. Now, how do people receive the Holy Spirit? We could read here. I'll just read down to verse 6, alright? And he said unto them, Have you received the Holy, Holy Ghost since you believe? And he, said unto, uh, and he said unto them, Unto what then? Which one are you doing? And they said unto them, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Verse 3, thank you. He now says, And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should after him, which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. Verse 5. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, as he dipped them in water. Verse 6. Let's read together. I want to go. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they speak with tongues and prophesied. Amen. Alright? That's what happened. They laid hands on them. And then, the Holy Ghost came on them. They spoke in tongues and prophesied. Praise God. You see that? Now, I want to explain tongues a little Jesus spoke about tongues before even tongues came. In Matthew, Mark, sorry, chapter 16, you find from verse 15 now, where the Great Commission was given, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Jesus was speaking. Then he said, verse 16, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. That means some will believe, some won't believe. Verse 17 now. Let's read together. I want to go. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Did you see that? That means that Jesus was saying that one of the ways you will identify those that have believed in Jesus is that they will speak with tongues. Amen. Are we together? So speaking in tongues is a sign in the New Testament. It's a sign for the New Testament age. But much more than that, it is an advantage in prayer. When we know not what to pray for as we ought. Romans 8.26 The Spirit helpeth our infirmities. With groanings which cannot be authored. Hallelujah. Alright? So it helps our prayer lives. How do I receive the Holy Spirit? John chapter 7 verse 37. Through to 39. Jesus was speaking in John 7 37 through to 39. 
And in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man test, let him come unto me and drink. That means all you need is to test. Everybody say test. To desire. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit, you desire to receive the Holy Spirit. Who is entitled to receive the Holy Spirit? The one that has received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. How many of you here are born again? Let me see your hand up. Put your hand down. How many of you here are not born again or you are not sure you are born again? You love God, but you are not sure. Let me see your hand up. You are not sure. I'll pray with you now. You love God, but you are not sure you are born again. Let me see your hand up. If you are, you are not sure, you are not sure. Uh-huh. Thank you. Again, any other person? You are not sure. You love God, right? But you are not sure. Okay, I will help you to be sure, right? I will help you to be sure. And after today, you will always be sure. Now, how many of you here are born again, but you have not received the Holy Spirit? Let me see your hand up. You've not received the Holy Spirit. Wave, wave at me. You've not received the Holy Spirit. How many of you speak in tongues? Stand up if you speak in tongues. If you speak in tongues, stand up. Alright. Thank you. Now, if you're sitting down, would you want to receive the Holy Spirit? Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. You are fewer than I thought. This is a serious church. Amen. Amen. You are fewer than I thought. Alright, those of you sitting down, I want to help you. Alright? So listen to me. Sit down. Thank you. Now, let me say something to you. Um, one of the blessings of what Jesus died for, when Jesus died, some people always think that Jesus just died so that we we'll go to heaven. No, 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 no. It's something more than that. One of the blessings of the death of Jesus Christ is so that your sins will be forgiven. The next blessing is so that you will, that God will come and live inside of you. Are you understanding me? Okay. Now, receiving the Holy Spirit is a fulfillment of the promise that God will dwell in you. Are we together? Okay? It's a fulfillment of a promise. So the day you receive the Holy Spirit, that's the real thing about the new covenant. The difference between old covenant and new covenant. The new covenant is that God will live inside a man. That's new covenant. That's the crux of the new covenant. Alright? So, if a man has not received the Holy Spirit, he has not embraced the fullness of of what the new covenant offers. Am I communicating? So it's very important. So if you're born again, don't hold back in receiving the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to start by praying for anyone that has not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and help you to be sure of your salvation. And I just say this to you if you are... um, um, if you are here, and I'll explain it in a way you understand it. Someone is getting healed. The power of God is moving in our midst. You have um, a noise when you move your hips, like a bone cracking noise. Uh, your, your joints, like there's a noise, a movement when you around your hip. The power of God is upon you. And you're receiving your healing. In the name. Are you the one? 
Stand up. How long has it been? When you had your last baby. What part? Where is it? Like, yeah. Is it like a noise? Someone walking around with your ears. Alright. Thank you. Sit down. And you notice I was here when I said it. Alright. So, you understand how the Spirit of God works. Now, is you I actually want to talk to. You know, I want to explain the salvation to you in a way you understand it. Is your father alive? Your physical father? Your father is alive. Have you made your father angry before? Your father? Yes. No, don't worry. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. It's a conflict. I don't need the microphone. Your father is alive. You have offended your father before. Okay. Is there anything that you can do that will make your father say you are no more his son? He can say it too. But even if he says it, does it change the fact that he's your, he's your father? He's still your father. Now, what it means to be born again is that you have allowed God to adopt you as his own son. Amen. And he's never going to change his mind about that. That's what salvation is. Are we together? So the day you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you are now a child of God. Every human being God created is not a child of God. Everybody God created is God, God's, God is their creator. is not yet their Savior. Amen. The day you receive Jesus Christ, John chapter 1 verse 12, for as many as received Him, the condition is for those that received Him, to them He gave the rights to become the sons of God. So the day you receive Him, you become a son of God. Are we together? Now you say, okay, why am I not sure I'm saved? Because you know that there are certain things you are doing that you are not supposed to do. Okay. It doesn't change God from being your father. As you keep coming to church and hearing God's word, he will remove those things in your life that are making you behave like you are not his child. Am I communicating? Okay. No matter how a child walks on the floor and cross and just, hoo, 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 you will not call him a dog. You will say he's behaving like a dog. Amen. So you might be behaving like an unbeliever, but the day you receive Christ, you are born again. Amen. Amen. Is that understood? So I want to pray for those of you that want to receive Jesus Christ, Lord. So place your right hand on your chest. Alright? If you're not sure of your salvation, I want to help you to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Say with me, this prayer, listen, this prayer you're praying, is not the force which you're praying the prayer. It's that God was already waiting for you to pray this prayer. And as you pray this prayer, he takes it up from there. Hallelujah. And he will lead you from there. Alright? So you have to trust God to help you live like a child of God. Amen. So place your right hand on your chest. Let me pray with you. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you died for my sins. I confess with my mouth that from this day, henceforth, Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. My sins are forgiven. I receive forgiveness of sin. I declare that I am born again. In Jesus' name, Amen. And Amen. And Amen. And Amen. Welcome to the family of God. Glory to God.
And from today, recognize that you are saved. Now, but where we're going to is this. It's not all that you are saved. For you to function on earth and achieve what God wants you to achieve, you need the Holy Spirit to lead you, to guide you. 1 Corinthians 2. Let me start from verse 12. Let me, I'll just read 12 for the sake of time. It says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but what? The spirit which is of God. Why are we receiving the spirit which is of God? That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. That means that without receiving the Holy Spirit, you can't know the things that are freely given to you of God. You see that? So, I want to help you receive the Holy Spirit. And then, move to the next level in your walk with God. So, if you're here, you want to receive the Holy Spirit. We're going to do it quickly. I'd like to pray with you. Amen. You're born again, but you don't, you've not received the Holy Spirit. I'd like to do it with you. Now, um, I'm also thinking about the fact that some of you might even be attending membership school after now, you know, and which is a good thing. And I'm thinking of all the other things we need to do. But let, let me just say this to you. Um, I will not do the praying now for certain reasons, but I want to say this to you. Don't remain as someone that has not yet received the Holy Spirit. So I want to see you if you've not received the Holy Spirit. So I could pray with you after. Alright? So if you're here, you've not received the Holy Spirit, and you want to, it's not by force. Just wave at me so I could minister to you later. Alright? Service will be over and I'll minister to you. Let me see your hand. Alright? One, two, three, four, five. Thank you. And six. Thank you. So when we, when we close, just wait and see me, alright? So, I'll find time to minister. But if you're for the membership school, I'll push you to the class. But if not, I'll minister to you directly. Is that understood? Alright, let's move on to the next thing. And I rebuke every sickness under the sound of my voice. And I rebuke every disease under the sound of my voice. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, I declare you whole, Strong. Healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Just wave your hands and thank Him. Thank Him everywhere. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361. Three five six zero. You are big, blessed, and loaded.